Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Welcome to Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. First off, we do have a voicemail from Dave Aldridge, who wanted to talk about the logical mysteries that I talked about in a previous episode. So go ahead, Dave. Hey, Glenn. It's Dave. I enjoyed listening to your, to your bit on logical mysteries. It got me thinking. I think my approach is perhaps the reverse. I think I flip what you do in that I'm pretty low prep. I use a lot of randomness in my preparation. I don't want to spend a lot of time sweating the logic, working out the ecology, you know, having explanations for the mysteries. So I, I, I do it the other way around. I build into my games just the, the, the accepted assumption of logic. Yeah, my players and I know that anything they'll encounter will have some kind of explanation. It might be mysterious, it might be magical, um, but of course they're not necessarily going to have access to the information they would need to solve those mysteries. But that means I can then just pepper my dungeons with whatever zany, gonzo stuff takes my fancy. Um, Sometimes the players work it out, sometimes not. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. Thanks for the voicemail. Well, you know, we're not too far... We're not as far apart as you think we are. I hope this doesn't sound like I'm backtracking or backpedaling or anything like that. But I, for one, love mysteries that are just mysterious for no reason. Just, that's mostly what, that's what a mystery is all about. But I, I like mysteries that don't really have, a, have a, a, a reason logic to them. I only say about the logical mysteries is these are the ones that the PCs are going to interact with or are part of the plot. If there's a mystery that's just going on and nobody knows and it's not affecting anything, the hell with it. But what I mean is, if there's a mystery that's part of the plot or the PCs are going to interact with it, it would be nice, I propose, to add one logical element to that. When, the, But you'd only have to do that when they interact with it. Like I said, if the sky turns pink... And this guy has been prof- prophesied to die when the sky turns pink again, and the sky turns pink every 10 years. Then there's that one logical thing about this mystery. They don't know anything else about it, but the sky turns pink for, say, a week, once every 10 years. And this guy is fated to die. That's the plot. Any other mysteries like rivers that run backwards or cows that walk backwards or, you know, weird things like that, frogs, plague of frogs, whatever, you don't have to say a dang thing about them. If they ask, you know, <laughs> I'd like to throw some NPCs out there. So, well, that's always the way it's been around here. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, do, we see that every year. We just, we just ignore it, you know. And all that kind of thing, you know. Anyway, thanks for the thanks for the voicemail. Thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate it. Okay. Today I read an article, or was it last night? I don't remember. But I read an article about always saying yes as a dungeon master, as a game master, and people bandying back and forth. It was on Greyhawk, the Greyhawk Grognard blog. And... It brought up some interesting things where people were talking about there's too much, I don't know, how do you say it, player 
player entitlement out there because the guy was right. It's gotten to the. It just seems there's certain places to the point where the players think the game is just for them, and it's not just for them. It's for everyone, including the game master. And they seem to have this entitlement where they think they can, like something can happen in a world, in a world, in a world where they have veto power. And I'm old school enough to know that there is no veto power on the player's side anyway. And another guy saying, oh, that's BS. You should say no every once in a while. I like to, say the, I like to do the yes but thing. I don't like to say no. I don't. I can count on one, one hand how many times I've said no in a game. And I, and I don't take it as being weak or not being a real GM. That's like you're not a real man or something like that. And that's testosterone poisoning right there. But I like yes with consequences. Because the world lets you do... Th think about it. The real world lets you do... You can do anything you want. But, you know, you're going to... There's going to be a yang to the yin. I'm not going to say you're going to get comeuppance every time, but the one thing the Bible says, you reap what ye shall sow. I hope it's a Bible anyway. And it just it's a natural fact of life. So, okay, I want to jump across that chasm that's a little too far. Did I make it? Yes, but you're hanging by your your you're hanging by your your fingers because you just barely missed it but you hung on. So that's that's a that's the classic yes, but right there. Nose to me if they're going to come at all in a campaign or a game should come front loaded. What I mean by that is it should be stated at the beginning of the campaign. This is the way the world works. Yes, I will let this in. No, I won't let that in because this is my camp. This is the 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 GM made the campaign for the enjoyment of the players. But there's always going to be a certain amount of peccadillos that the game master doesn't want to rely on or let in rather either because of personal preference or past bad experiences things like that is it's a matter of trust really the dm has to trust the players to just work within whatever limitations he puts up and the the dm DM, like I said, and the players have to trust the DM that he's not going to screw them over in some way or another. And he's not. So I always say yes. Why not? There's no reason not to say yes for the for the most part. I mean, it's goes it all, and it all comes down to you know if you're going to do that, it might you might die. Okay, as long as you know up front. Go ahead. Sure. I think you're crazy, but go ahead. It really irked me that he gave one example he quoted from some some uh, Reddit or whatever, where a, where a where a, a player character ha player had his character jump off a cliff to save his girl, and the the game master looked at him and said, "You may die," and he said, "I don't think so. It's not. I I don't want that kind of story. No, I don't die." But yeah, you do. Okay. 
you know, we may all be playing in this world, but I set it up, and this is the way the world works, and you may die. You don't li like the guy said, you have two choices. You accept what the DM rules, or you get off the table. You get away from the table. That's just... Somebody has to be a referee. Somebody has to set... Somebody has to set guidelines for the way the world works. And it's not by committee. Anything done by committee, as far as I'm concerned, is doomed to failure. Somebody sit down and says, okay, anybody want to play? I mean, you, the players, they have a choice to play or not to play. This is the game being presented. Do you want to play it or not? Okay, if you don't, bye-bye. Fairly well, you know. And, you know, somebody trying to usurp that kind of authority. The players have authority to do... First of all, here's, here's the deal. It's a communal storytelling thing. Everybody plays the game together. What the players have is free will. They can do anything they want in the game. And the, de the game master knows this. But what the, play the players have free will... But the Game Master has authority because the world has authority. Once again, I'm going to say the, game, the, the players are the players, the players are the pieces, and the Game Master is the board, which means he's the world. He is not a god. He is not a create. I mean, he creates the, the world in the campaign, obviously, or he's somebody else's. But I've said he's not the almighty. He's the world, and the world works this way the way he says it works and either they either accept it or they don't play the game easy as pie you know you can there's there's a lot of games you know if he's the only game master around I i'm sorry but you know maybe one of you players ought to learn how to game master then you can run it the way you want you know, I'm not saying I don't. I don't want to say my way or the highway as far as game mastering goes, but sometimes it comes down to that. You know, if the and also if the majority of the players accept that, and there's one or two that just, you know, the, I didn't sign up for this type of thing, then okay, no hard feelings. See you later. Bye. And I have no problem with that. So, but I always say I like to say yes to my players because. Because, for one, they can do anything, and I know they will. And number two, it makes for hilarious role-playing. It really does. Sometimes you just got to let their decision come to the obvious conclusion. And sometimes that conclusion is not good. And so, uh, for instance, <clears throat> first time I, one of the first times I ran Ghostbusters... It was a scenario where this god of temperance took all the alcohol out of the world, and the god of Bacchus or whoever it was, her his sister or something like that, who's the temperance god, Greek god, said that, and the, the Ghostbusters had to help him get reverse that. But the whole thing was it started at a frat party, at a frat house in college. And they had ghosts that show up to there and take out the, the alcohol and things like that and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, my, my grandson was playing one of the Ghostbusters 
And he decided to report this to the dean. And I said, you know, it's Saturday night about, oh, 1.30 in the morning, maybe 2. And you're going to go wake up the dean and report these shenanigans going on. Yes, I am. Okay. So we played it out. And he almost got arrested because he woke the dean out of a sound sleep. His wife was screaming, telling him to get out of there. He was mad. He was sitting there in his bathrobe threatening to call the cops. And finally he got the idea and he left. And I said, well, that's what happens when you do something like that. You're not going to go bother somebody in the middle of the night just because a few college people are having shenanigans. Let the You know, it's basically let the police handle it. But no, no, he had to go, he had to go, you know, be that way. And I, I did, I didn't stop him. I said, yeah, you could do that. Sure, go ahead. So we played it out. It only took about five minutes and of role playing. And, you know, they were back in the game. So that's what happens sometimes when you, you say yes, which I thought was hilarious role playing. And it just makes the game better. Let the, let them do what they do. Let them take their lumps or die, <laughs> and just let them do it. Anyway, that's my advice, and that's my retort. I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, you can email me at oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can voicemail me on Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I will thank you, and thank you to my supporters, Jonathan Oliver, Gilbert, Mark, and Juan Carlos. You guys are great. Don't forget Marksy Wallring's podcast, The Yawning Albear. And today's the day, my friend. No, I'm sorry. Tomorrow's the day that Tom Wilson's Off the Beaten Path City Excursions Kickstarter ends. So get in on it if you can. He's already been funded. It's a, They're great books. They're great books for 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 encounters, for plot hooks, things like that. And, different. and now he's doing a city book. He's done other terrain before. Now he's doing a city book. It ends tomorrow on the 19th. So get over there. Go to kickstarter.com. Look for Tom Wilson, T-H-O-M Wilson. Or just type in off the beaten path. I'm sure it'll come up. Anyway, so we will. I will bid you adieu now. Until I see you guys next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.